Rush Limbaugh shared his comedy for years. Now you'll hear it here. It's the Rob Carson Show. Hour number two of the Rob Carson Show. Hello and welcome to it. We have uh, Buku to get to as the uh, show progresses. That means a lot, by the way. That means a lot. We have uh, a lot on the plate today. Uh, but it is Valentine's Day, by the way. It's uh, Valentine's Day uh, 2023. And uh, and if all else fails, uh, you know, if you don't have anything you feel like you could be thankful for uh, today, just be thankful that you're not married to this. <laughs> Kamala Valentine, loud cackling Valentine. This is Jim Gossett. <laughs> Your laugh we'd all like to forget. <laughs> Kamala, you are absentee. The border is a travesty. Catastrophe. You're a terrible VP. Yeah, pretty much. The worst yet. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Give me a Valentine. Yeah. Tell me that you'll resign. Low your poll numbers are so low. Woo! Yeah. Come on. Kamala, it's time to go. <laughs> well, you know, Donna Brazil, who is somehow, not sure exactly how, it's like James Carville, have made their living... In politics, even though everything they say is uh, generally uh, proven wrong. I mean, uh, just proven wrong. James Carble wrote a book about how Democrats would be in power for 40 years. And then like uh, less than a year later, Barack Obama lost both houses of Congress. So uh, here's uh, uh, Kamala. No, this is uh, Donna Brazil. Donna Brazil talking about the glory. We just don't understand. We don't understand the greatness, uh, the greatness of Kamala Harris. And so while her poll numbers may not reflect her true popularity. Can... Yeah, her true popularity. It's popularity, by the way. I can guarantee you Kamala Harris will not be replaced on the party's ticket. And I can also guarantee you yeah, yeah. if Joe Biden decides not to run, Kamala Harris will become the next nominee of the Democratic Party. And will get absolutely destroyed in the uh, in the election because she has no chance of ever, ever winning because yeah, she's Kamala Harris and she's not terribly smart. And uh, nothing that she has ever done would say that she deserves to be in any position of authority, including uh, her tenure as vice president. Just going to throw that out there. All right. Uh, let's grab uh, Renee in uh, Chester, Virginia. I believe she's been holding, wants to comment about the uh, Chinese spy balloons and all that stuff. Hello, Renee, and happy Valentine's Day. Oh, thank you. Happy Valentine's Day to you, too. You bet. Um, I'm wondering, has anybody considered that the balloon could be used for germ warfare? And when we blow up the balloons, we could be distributing yeah. deadly viruses yeah. and toxins, which will, you know, pollute the earth and waterways. And when yeah. they shoot it down over the ocean, uh, salt water corrodes a lot of things. 
you're yeah. damaging a lot of the physical evidence you need to analyze. Yeah. I don't understand why they do not send drones out, hook a tow line to these things, land them in the desert or somewhere fully intact, and then they get a better um, yeah. diagnosis as to what's really going on. Is it yeah, Renee... I'll tell you, initially, Renee, uh, there was some discussion about whether they could uh, have some sort of a bioagent and or uh, some sort of, uh, uh, you know, germ warfare. You know, like what they did with COVID, you know. Uh, But you see, they successfully did it from a a lab in Wuhan. So why would you send a balloon? You know what I mean? Well, that's true. Yeah. You know, you know what my suggestion was, Renee. What I was concerned about originally was an EMP, which is an electromagnetic pulse. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and that's and we're still waiting on. Yeah, and that's what I thought originally. You know, and that was when I first saw the balloon, Renee. I my blood ran cold because I looked at all of the ways that China has legitimately weakened our country in concert with Joe Biden's administration. And I said, we are ripe for the picking. The United States of America right now is the weakest it has been in a very long time. And that was my concern. (laughs) Well, you know, that ain't going to happen, but the man should be removed from office or be forced to resign. Uh, But as far as a bioweapon is concerned, um, I don't see the point because they were able to successfully do it out of a lab in Wuhan, China, and we helped pay for it. Right. All right. Uh, also, um, could it be being used in uh, solar geoengineering to release reflective sulfur particles or whatever into the atmosphere? I think if you were going to do something like that, it would have to be on a much grander scale. I mean, we we sometimes realize how incredibly tiny we are, Renee. We are really, really tiny. If you go up just thirty thousand feet, we don't even look like ants. And then if you go up, uh, you know, the into the stratosphere with the lights off, you can't even tell that humans are on the planet. To be quite honest, if you're way out in space, it just looks like uh, green patches where land is, blue patches where where water is. So I think we give ourselves far too much credit. We look at a tractor trailer in front of us. We smell the diesel fuel and immediately think that the world is being polluted by diesel fuel. It's just that's the way people are. Uh, that's that's how you know ridiculous that uh, that uh, sometimes we are. As far as uh, releasing that amount of material into the stratosphere to, re- to re- reflect the uh, the sun, it would take a gigantic effort to do something like that. So I hope uh, they won't do that because I worry about the toxic chemicals. Oh, Personally, I know. You know, people who are allergic to sulfur, are they going to be just collateral damage and die from yeah. the exposure? Yeah, I got and you. Well, well, listen, we are going to get into... Earth is sad, too, because it's going to pollute. And also, if you block out the UV rays, we're killing our food source. Um, uh, the, the what? We're killing our... The food. You know, trees and plants have to have the solar energy yeah. to produce and grow and therefore we're destroying our yeah. food all right source. Renee, I appreciate your phone call. I appreciate your phone call, and I do like to hear all sorts of opinions. This this is the second one that I've kind of like, oh, well, you know, we had a guy a little while ago. Uh, Claude said that uh, the government has the ability to project the image of Jesus into the stratosphere and talk to us. So, uh, you know, you know, you know, you know, considering this administration, I wouldn't put it anything past them, to be quite honest. And if you consider the state of the world right now, but Jesus is probably going, you know, is it, do you think? 
What, Dad, what do you think? Should we? Should I? Did should I go? You just wait. You sure? Seriously, you think that they're going to make it worse than this? All right, all right. I'll just chill out for a while. Whatever. Demar Hamblin did an interview on ABC. You know that he uh, had his heart stopped during a uh, football game a couple weeks ago, and when his heart stopped, America's heart stopped, and we all prayed. Well, uh, for some reason, and then this may be because, uh, you know, um, he doesn't know. He doesn't know what stopped his heart. And who does? It could have been a shock to the heart. I know that when I was in elementary school, there was a kid in our league, got hit in the chest with a baseball, stopped his heart. Is it that? I don't know. Could be. Could be. You got people like Dr. Peter McAuliffe, who is the uh, chief scientific officer for the wellness company, also a renowned physician, one of the many who was uh, uh, shut down by the government in the deep state with any opinions about COVID. Anybody who disagreed with the uh, the narrative of COVID, like uh, maybe vaccines don't prevent uh, infection, or maybe, uh, you know, that, that wearing a mask doesn't really work. You know, that sort of stuff. And then, oh, yeah, then there's also, uh, it looks like maybe uh, myocarditis might be happening with young men uh, with regard to uh, with the COVID vaccine, including a guy in uh, the, the Surgeon General of Florida who's suggesting that men 18 to 49 don't get any boosters because of myocarditis, which is an inflammation around the heart. I know this because I had it. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, whatever. Anyway, so uh, here is DeMar Hamlin being asked about uh, what uh, what caused the heart stoppage, and he would say nothing about that. From the ICU, the question on so many minds, what caused his heart to stop beating? You're 24, peak physical condition, can run circles around me right now. <laughs> <laughs> How did doctors describe what happened to you? Um... Yes. Um, mm-hmm. That's something I want to stay away from. Somebody wants to stay away from. No, from my experience, the NFL, they do more tests yeah. than anything. Yeah. And in the course of you having your physical, did anybody ever come back with any, say you had a heart issue or anything that was abnormal? Uh, honestly, no. Mm. Um, I've always been a, a, a healthy, young, fit energetic, uh, you know, human being, let alone mm-hmm. athlete. Um, so it, it was something that was just, that we're, we're still processing and I'm still yeah. talking through mm-hmm. with my doctors just to see what everything was. Yeah, so, you know, I mean, I, I, I'm not going to make a diagnosis. I don't know what the heck, uh, you know, I don't know anything about medical stuff. All I know is that, you know, years ago I had strep throat through a blood clot and uh, or had a spasm of a vessel and I had a heart attack myself. And uh, the doctors knew that, you know, they're still, deba- I guess, they're still debating. It was 25 years ago. They're still debating what happened to Rob Carson, and maybe if it happens again, hopefully, uh, you know, it won't end as well. Uh, that's what some people are probably saying. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, he's, it's something he wants to stay away from, I guess. It's something he wants to stay away from. Oh, I do have another piece of uh, athletic audio I want to share with you real quick here. This is kind of funny. Um, and this, this goes to the uh, issue of uh, freedom of expression, by the way. I don't know if you heard this. Uh, TNT cornered uh, Brooklyn Nets guard Cam Thomas. Uh, the, the NBA has fined him for using a derogatory word for gay people. It's not, it's not the F word. You know, it's not any of that. 
But anyway, he did a short interview with uh, TND's Jarrett Greenberg. Let's see if you can hear the uh, the uh, inflammatory word for homosexuals that is, has uh, uh, has caused him to be fined forty thousand dollars. This one word has cost this young guy who's twenty one years old forty thousand dollars. Let's see if you can catch it. You had to bring the good look because you guys were lacking that. I, I seen it, but I was like, man, he just talking for the last. We already had good-looking dudes, no homo. <laughs> but you know how it go. <laughs> All right, I'm sure the legal office will enjoy that one. Uh, Spencer, you guys have obviously. Okay, what word? What word? What did you hear? Anything? Did you hear the word? I don't think I would have heard the word. Uh, I knew the bird is the word, but this is not the bird. No, he said the word. I'm just going to say the word, and I'm saying it because he said it. He said homo, like homo sapien, or presumably homosexual. I'm only saying it because he said it. Don't find me for saying a word that he said. So uh, he said, what he, what he said was that uh, while the Nets may not have acquired the best players in its recent trade, it got the best looking ones. I seen it, but I was like, man, he's just talking. We've got, uh, we already had good looking dudes. No homo. That's what he said. So actually, if you're considering it to be uh, some sort of slight for uh, uh, men who are homosexual, it's not. Because he's saying that they're really good looking and they're presumably well dressed. But regardless of that, he is being, uh, he's being fined $40,000 for that word. And I understand that uh, uh, LeBron James used the same word, I believe, in 2011 and did not get fined. So there you go. That's uh, the cost of freedom of speech in America. It just depends on who you, uh, who you insult, I guess. Let's take a break and come back. This is The Rob Carson Show. If the mainstream media, big social media, and the Democrat Party say you spread disinformation, it means you know the truth. The important is you see the truth. It's the Rob Carson Show. Help out Newsmax getting back on DirecTV, the uh, last bastion of not only conservative news, uh, with the exception of Fox News, the only one we'd be remaining on, uh, DirecTV, uh, if it's allowed to stand, uh, there are plenty of liberal networks on DirecTV, and uh, they all get paid by DirecTV, and they, uh, many of them, most of them, have worse ratings than Newsmax. Uh, DirecTV is uh, intimidated by Newsmax. The thought of Newsmax being on DirecTV uh, was originally ordered. It was originally ordered to be taken down by two Democrat representatives under the direction of Nancy Pelosi last year. They proceeded in taking OAN off DirecTV last year. They took uh, Newsmax off DirecTV a couple weeks ago, and they think that uh, they're going to get away with it. Well, $12 billion in stock value later... Um, they're not getting away with it. And they will go after Fox News eventually. So here's a number if you want to call and uh, make a difference and get Newsmax on uh, DirecTV. Again, 877-NEWSMAX, 877-NEWSMAX. Uh, we all know, guys, and I've been following this for a couple of years, that there is a concerted effort to shut down conservative speech. They even create a department of disinformation to say what you believe, if you are a conservative, is not true and that's a lie disinformation can only be uh, used as a cudgel to shut down freedom of speech by the people in power 877 newsmax if you would like to uh, 
you'd like to uh, get us back on. They'll put you in touch with DirecTV. They'll put you in touch with your representative. And you can say, hey, put direct, uh, put Newsmax back on DirecTV or uh, bye-bye, Dishy. Bye-bye, Dish. You're not, gonna, you're not on my roof anymore. No, you're not. No, you're not. I'm going to get into this uh, uh, train derailment in East Palestine, Ohio. It's Palestine, by the way. That's how they pronounce it. Uh, in a few, but let's go to uh, Bob in Reisterstown, Maryland, a retired Army colonel who has some theories about the uh, balloons flying over the United States, uh, presumably from China and our other enemies. Bob, welcome to the Rob Carson Show. Go ahead, my friend. Bob, are you there? I guess Bob dropped off, which will add to conspiracy theories. He was there, but apparently... The aliens got a hold of them. I, you know, I don't even know where to go with that. The amazing thing about Palestine, Ohio, is that it's still not, uh, not as dangerous as Chicago to young black men. I just thought I'd throw that out there. I don't know if you knew this, but uh, uh, if, uh, let's see. 22 people were shot over the weekend in Chicago, three of them fatally. And that means 57 people in Chicago have been killed, uh, well, were killed in January through, uh, through uh, two days ago. 57 people. And these are like gangland shootings. This would make the uh, mafia in the 1920s uh, just completely envious. 23-year-old man shot numerous times in an alley, the 8400 block of South Wabash. Uh, 1.40 a.m. Sunday, two men approached the 32-year-old sitting in his car, opened fire, bang, 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 done, died at the hospital. It's, it, these are gangland hits, man. This is Chicago in the 1920s on steroids, for lack of a better cliché. So a federal lawsuit has been launched in the wake of the fiery derailment of a train carrying toxic chemicals along the Ohio-Pennsylvania line last week. The uh, action seeks to force Norfolk Southern to initiate health testing for residents in both states. Um, There are a lot of things that you need to know about this, including uh, health concerns for Ohio residents growing after this, uh, this train carrying toxic chemicals crashed and engulfed surrounding neighborhoods in black smoke. East Palestine, or Palestine resident Melissa Henry told the AP her youngest son's eyes turned red as tomato, and he was coughing a lot before the family evacuated to her house outside the evacuation zone. North Lima, roughly 10 miles from the train derailment, had her six chickens die. This is another resident. Had her six chickens die days after the chemical fire started. Taylor Holzer, registered, uh, registered fox keeper who lives outside the evacuation perimeter, said all of his foxes were ill and one had died. Dead fish spotted up in, uh, in waterways surrounding the scene. A controlled release of the cancer-causing chemicals was done by the railroad company on Monday in an, avert to, uh, an effort to avert a possible explosion. And then it exploded. Did you see the explosion? Yeah, there was an explosion, a really, really scary explosion. And our transportation secretary, who was picked because he checked a couple of boxes, said some really stupid stuff about it yesterday. We'll get to that, but we have a special guest, the man who created Papa John's. Papa John Schneider joins us next. Don't go anywhere.
Hey, guys, it's Carson. Are you looking to protect your money from Biden's America? Yeah, me too. Well, right now you can get up to $10,000 in free silver while supplies last just by taking action in today's uncertain times. That's exactly why I partnered with a great company, Gold Co. So you can diversify your savings and investments with gold and silver before things get worse. Gold Co. is a six-time, 5,000 winner, 2022 Company of the Year with thousands of five-star reviews and have helped people like you and me place over $1 billion in gold and silver. They're offering up to $10,000 in free silver while supplies last. If you call them today, qualified callers get a free Ronald Reagan half-ounce silver coin. Don't pass this up. Not while companies are laying off workers by tens of thousands and Chinese spy balloons are drifting over our country consequence-free. Protect yourself from Biden's America and see if you're eligible for up to $10,000 in free silver while supplies last. Here's the number, 855-735-3740. That's 855-735-3740 for Gold Co. The Swamp Feasts, while we're expected to dine on the crumbs. To those who strove to deter us from our responsibility, you have failed. Time to send those crumb suckers home. It's the Rob Carson Show. It is a Valentine's edition of the Rob Carson Show. Joining us on the Newsmax hotline is Papa John Schnatter, former CEO of Papa John's Entrepreneur, Thought Leader, and uh, he is on the Newsmax hotline. How are you today, sir? Rob Carson, how are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm good. You know what? I, I thought of you this weekend. Uh, there is a classic car place near my uh, my home. It's a big uh, showroom. And I was looking. There were Camaros there. And uh, and there were also, uh, well, a 69 Charger. And uh, nothing against your Camaro, but I'm, I'm le- if I do ever decide to get a classic car, I think I'm leaning towards the Charger. My family was a little more, a little more of a Mopar family. Uh, what are your thoughts on the on the Charger versus the Camaro? Well, the, the Charger you're referring to, does that have the Hemi motor? It's got the Hemi motor in it. Yeah, the Hemi motor is a tough to be motor uh richard petty run won 200 nascar events with that motor and of course that's how they used to bootleg a uh, whiskey and outrun the police uh down in kentucky back in the day yeah. because the, nobody could compete with that heavy motor but that's uh uh, that, that's a that's a badass car you're talking about. I want to ask you before we get into the day's events, just because I know you're a car enthusiast. Um, can you believe the prices on these cars? That uh, when I was in high school in the 1980s, I could buy a charge. I had a friend named Kevin who bought a charger for twelve hundred dollars. <laughs> is there a ceiling on this? I mean, is this going to eventually fade as far as the classic muscle cars uh, coming out of Detroit? Because right now. You know, Cudas, Chargers, Challengers, uh, Camaros. I saw Firebird, 68, 69 Firebird. They're crazy. What are your thoughts on the on the values of some of these cars? Well, I think the, the, the public likes authenticity. I think they're in love with the nostalgia of these old cars that just never go out of style. So I think, you know, if you, you get the right car and you don't overpay, I think it's probably a good investment. Uh, yeah. But those you know, the lines on those cars and just the personality. Yeah. Uh, remember, they used to have to do those bodies out of clay. And, yeah. uh, you know, we didn't have CAD and CAM uh, technology back then where you could, you know, it would, the computer would do all the work. We, we had to watch the, the artists do it out of clay. And I think that authenticity just sells with today's, um, you know, public. Yeah, you know, I kept my first car together with clay. It was called Bondo. 
<laughs> oh, dude, I can't, I can't even tell you. I can't even tell you how many times I spread Bondo on a cancer growing above my fender when I was in high school. <laughs> how about Bondo and duct tape and super glue. Super glue you get on your hands and your fingers get stuck together, but that's how we kept things together back then. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Oh, oh, and one other question. Just let's get this out of the open. Uh, clearly, I would assume you are a fan and you are okay with uh, with pineapple on pizza. Can we just well, get the definitive answer from the guy who created the biggest pizza franchise in the history of the world about about pineapple on pizza? Well, every uh, area uh, regional has its own uh, taste profile, and uh, in Hawaii, they love ham and pineapple. They yeah. love it. That's probably twenty percent of our mix. So <laughs> it depends on the area. But if you you've had a really good Papa John ham and pineapple pizza, it's tough to beat. Oh, dude, it's epic, and I'll throw some artichoke carts on there. I, I'm kind of weird that way, but I've always loved it. I've always loved it. So I want to I want to get your thoughts on a number of things. Uh, Chinese spy balloons, and and the shooting down of some of these balloons over the United States and over Canada, uh, the Yukon, one over Lake Huron. Uh, what are your thoughts on on this and the and the thing that spurred it all, which was the Chinese fly balloon, a uh, spy balloon that was allowed to cross the country and then they shot it off, shot it down off the coast of the U.S. Well, incongruity breeds mistrust, and therein lies the problem with this administration. They're not consistent. They shot three down, but they let the one that counted, the one that had the technology to do surveillance, fly over four or five of our uh, military bases. So. Uh, I think this is just indicative of this administration. If you look at those three generals on how they handled Afghanistan, I mean, those guys are Boy Scouts. I mean, they are no match for Putin and the Afghanistan. And our military is so caught up in the bureaucracy and the lack of common sense and the lack of leadership that knows what it's like to be boots on the ground, uh, that they're just what I call IYIs intelligent yet idiots and um, this would have never happened under the trump administration that balloon would not have made it to you know uh oregon much less made it all the way across the country so i think it was a disgrace i think it's an uh an example of this administration that just is incompetent they're soft they don't understand the real world uh they're keen on pr media and lawyers and public and you know they lack the ability to uh understand the fundamentals at the ground level to protect this country yeah and uh, a lot of people are saying and i believe that there is a reason why there were three targets that were suddenly hit uh over the weekend and i think it's a wag the dog scenario i think it's a distraction uh, it's just a question of what we're trying to distract from some are saying it's uh, a number of things uh including uh the classified document scandal i i heard also this morning what was another one from tyler durden uh, uh they are saying there was a distraction from the uh, united states uh which appears that they have uh, uh, were involved, the military was involved in the Nord Stream pipeline sabotage. Uh, uh, do you have any thoughts on that, uh, John Schnatter? Well, I think that this is either a head fake, a smoke screen, to, to take our attention off something that's more important, or I think that the Chinese uh, and the China government are just poking the bear here, seeing what Biden's made out of. I mean, yeah. uh, I never thought in 2023 that we would let spy balloons float over our country and take pictures now whether that's legit and that's the the main purpose 
Um, but China's got to be laughing at us right now to let that balloon kind of maneuver and go over uh, certain military bases and get, uh, you know, intelligence that we just don't want them to have. Um, but China has got a bigger game plan here. And so this is just one piece of the puzzle for them to have world dominance. Yeah. Uh, by the way, I don't know if you heard this this morning. It's an exclusive on the Rob Carson show. Joe Biden got a, a Valentine from Xi Jinping and it said, did you get the balloons? Uh, so that was that. <laughs> he probably did. Uh, he, probably, he probably got a truckload. <laughs> well, I, su- I suggested that when they shot the balloon down off the East Coast, it was actually a gender reveal and it was blue because China doesn't like uh, baby girls. Uh, you know, that's just the way they are. Um, <laughs> let's talk a little bit about this, uh, this uh, calamitous uh, train uh, derailment in Ohio and then subsequently apparently two uh, train derailments. And Pete Buttigieg is uh, only concerned that uh, in places that are getting infrastructure spending in, in uh, neighborhoods that are largely people of color that the biggest problem is too many white construction workers what are your thoughts on on uh, what's happening with the train derailment and uh, and the leadership <coughs> of uh, pete Buttigieg? well i don't think i always assume the best in people i i you know look at tsx and some of the other big companies that move you know uh, goods around in our country on railroad mm-hmm. i'm assuming that this was just coincidental mm-hmm. um what I've seen out of the railroads is they, they do a pretty darn good job of keeping up maintenance on the tracks to the point where sometimes it can be an annoyance if you live, you know, by a railroad track. But I would, I would assume the best, um, and assume that we just had a coincidence here until I get other data. Gotcha. Yeah. I, I, uh, I think there are a lot of, uh, everybody's got an opinion, you know, uh, everybody's got an opinion. Uh, most of them are wrong. Uh, <laughs> and, and the government only usually supports the ones that are wrong. Uh, let me ask you this. Um, there's been a lot of talk about uh, disinformation, misinformation, certainly cancel culture. I know that you were, uh, caught up in cancel culture. I'm quite familiar with, uh, with your story. And I always thought it was absolute bs um and uh and and i know that you went through a lot of hell with regard to uh made up uh accusations and nonsense people targeting you because you were uh, uh, ostensibly uh, conservative in your viewpoints uh in many ways we now find out that the government literally spent three hundred and fifteen thousand dollars to a uh, an organization that literally decided what is it, it's called the global disinformation index a nonprofit group that dubbed what is disinformation and misinformation and oddly enough on the their top 10 most likely to have disinformation all of the sites were conservative and the ones that are least likely to spread disinformation were all liberal including with the new york times on top what are your thoughts about uh, disinformation misinformation and how this uh, cancel culture uh, targeted at uh, conservative thought has impacted your life i think cancel culture is destructive and frankly horrific uh, for everybody i mean you know, granted, I was the first one that they took a shot at, and and so there was no there was no model, there was no example as far as preparation to to get with that. But you know what's what's kind of unbelievable is they fabricated what I said, they misconstrued what I said, they mischaracterized what I said, and then once the tape came out, they still don't correct the record. So 
um, on one hand, it's like, you know, arguing with an idiot. You, you don't want to do that. Um, yeah. they, they'll bring you down to your level, and they've yes. just got too much experience to beat you. So, you know, that's one angle at it. The other angle is that the media uh, in academia and the agencies, FBI, CIA, are uh, government um, weapons against conservatives. They just are. Yes. And, uh, you know, you, I'm not talking about the, the extermination of, of the Jewish population. I'm talking about the propaganda that went on in Nazi Germany where um, the, uh, the upper level of, of Hitler and his group controlled the media. Yeah. And right now we have a media that is uh, manipulating the public with disinformation and accusing uh, the other side of doing what they're doing themselves uh, at, at the same moment. I think this is, this is very dangerous where you have a certain ideology that differs with your or mine ideology, and they're able to use the government and media and academia and the court system to harass us. Uh, our biggest liability right now, our biggest threat is our federal government. Yeah. which is a huge problem, uh, Rob, because if you look at um, the what happened in this past election, you would think after Afghanistan, the border, yeah. Yeah. Um, $350 billion getting um, uh, stolen from the COVID relief fund, um, Afghanistan, uh, what they've done to the working men and women of this country, you think the electorate in midterm would have had enough of this. And they did. And what concerns me is the mindset that back to Reagan, you know, uh, the most not most dangerous words in the world are I'm from the government and I'm here to help. Yeah. I think the electorate actually thinks the government is the answer when right now the government is our biggest problem. Yeah. Uh, if you look at the policies, the reckless spending, uh, et cetera, that's that's what's causing the government with um, M1 and M2 have to print money. And you print money, and you devalue that dollar, and you've got a cruel hidden tax on the future earnings of the people to wake up every day and make this country great. You asked a question of, what about all the, the value of these old cars? My question would be, A, what about the value, the cost of a new car? It's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. And I drive a Ford F-150. They make them right down the road at the Ford plant there in Louisville. Yeah. And I filled it up the other day. It was $130. And I'm like shaking my head going, how in the world is somebody making, you know, $12, $15, $20 an hour and affording to pick uh, to fill up their pickup? So, again, back to at a, at a high level, the lecturer has got to wake up and see that these policies are hurting them, and they're not seeing that yet. And hopefully yeah. in 2024, they'll, they'll wake up and realize well, that they've got to vote with their, their vote. Well, I, I, I am not afraid to say that I think that uh, with regard to uh, vote harvesting and a deep set uh, ability to uh, finagle election results um, and, and, uh, and collect ballots, uh, five million people voted uh, more Republican than in the midterms. Uh, so I think that if you look at the polls, 71 percent of the American people before the midterm, 67 percent of the people uh, after the midterm say the country is going in the wrong direction. And that that me to me means if they're pointing at the guy who is at the head 
realm of the SS Titanic, and that is Joe Biden. So uh, I, I think that America is very awake to these things. Um, I think that the Republican Party has a lot to do with regard to getting the vote out and uh, and, uh, and and winning elections. Uh, John Schneider, I thank you for joining me today. It was a real joy to have you on today. Thank you, Rob. Have a blessed day. All right, my friend. We'll talk to you again soon. Let's take a break. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. The one thing the America-hating left and Democrats didn't expect. Unlike them, we don't hate America. We are finally putting America first. It's The Rob Carson Show. I want to thank uh, Papa John Schnatter for being on the show. That was an epic interview. That really, really was good. The guy is uh, uh, enormously plugged in, uh, incredibly well-informed, and uh, wow, just wow. If you want to check out the podcast, uh, please just go to Newsmax.com slash podcast. If you'd like to hear what Papa John said about uh, what's going on in the country, particularly cancel culture. So uh, Pete Buttigieg uh, is, uh, <laughs> is the transportation secretary. Under his watch, we saw the, uh, you know, the supply chain crisis that hasn't been fixed. Not sure about baby formula. I haven't bought any baby formula lately. Um, but, you know, we, we saw under his uh, leadership, the, uh, the United States had uh, air traffic actually cease completely for a period of uh, a part of a day just a, uh, last month. First time since 9-11. And it was, they blamed it on some engineer and a software update or something. Which to me says, seriously? One engineer caused it? Really? And now we've got uh, three train derailments in the last couple of days. One of them just happens to be in uh, East Palestine, Ohio. And uh, it's kind of a big deal. It's kind of a big deal. I had mentioned that, uh, and, I, and I'm not going to get into conspiracy theories. Right now it is a, a big old uh, chemical uh, uh, fire. Uh, they tried to do a controlled explosion or, or burn, and it ended up being a giant uh, explosion and, and uh, more than they expected. They said they wanted to avert a possible explosion, but you saw it yesterday. It's unbelievable. And if you look at the, uh, the uh, trail and the, uh, the, the weather radar above the site showing the fallout area, it's reminiscent of Bhopal, India, uh, which just happened to be a, a chemical uh, uh, factory that uh, caused thousands of deaths. Nothing like that, but it was, you know, it, you know always you think of, uh, you know, what could happen if uh, uh, these uh, poisons get into the atmosphere and, and uh, get into the wind. That said, uh, Pete Buttigieg, who is the uh, transportation secretary, uh, decided to focus on the really important stuff. Because you remember when he first started, he wanted to take on the racist roads in America. The roads were racist. And there were like bridges that the, the, the bridges were built so low that uh, uh, the kids of color, their buses couldn't get them to the beach. Which normally people would say, okay, well, let's get in another bus then or even walk. But apparently it stopped uh, an entire generation of kids of color from going to the beach. Well, here is uh, Pete Buttigieg saying that really, uh, who cares about a chemical explosion and a train derailment? Let's focus on all these infrastructure projects in inner cities and, and make sure that uh, the people on the construction crews aren't white. To work with your contractors, uh, to work with your community colleges on building a workforce that reflects the community. We have heard way too many stories from generations past of infrastructure where you got a, a neighborhood, often a neighborhood of color, that finally sees the project come to them, but everyone in the hard hats on that project looking like, uh, uh, you know, doing, doing the good-paying jobs don't look like they came from anywhere near the neighborhood. Yeah, I guess this is important for some reason. You can build community wealth that will help close wealth gaps in this country. 
if we can tear down those barriers. You know what I think this is? I think this is all part of the uh, the culture with regard to construction workers that was created by the village people. Now you think about this. You got a black cop over here. You got a Native American over here. And then you got the construction worker. And what is he? He's a white guy. I mean, he's a gay white guy. Well, I mean, I didn't know that at the time. I didn't know they were gay. I had no idea. I was in elementary school. But that's what it was. It's all, it's all fallout from the village people culture, I think. Yeah. Let's take a break and come back. It's the Rob Carson Show. Rush Limbaugh shared his comedy for years. Now you'll hear it here. It's the Rob Carson Show. Hour number three of the Rob Carson Show. It is Valentine's Day, by, by the way. Valentine's Day, and regardless of your sex and sexuality, be glad that you aren't celebrating Valentine's Day with this. <laughs> Kamala Valentine. Or Hillary. I just... Loud, cackling Valentine. <laughs> Your life we'd all like to forget. Kamala, you are absentee. The border is a travesty. You're as smart as someone who is three. Gossett, by the way, to this is singing. He's pretty awesome. Give me a Valentine or something to make me go to sleep. Tell me that you'll resign. <laughs> low your poll numbers are so low. You know, there's always some th- someone for someone, and somebody got stuck with. I mean, is in love with her. That's God bless him. Okay, so uh, uh, we're going to get into the uh, disinformation Inc. Our government spent 315k to a group that blacklisted conservatives, and I mentioned this yesterday. They they spent our money. Our government is invested. In conservative apartheid. It is apartheid. It is state-sponsored against a group of people who just happen to have the thoughts that the government hates. I'm going to get that to a second, but let's go to uh, Chris in Fort Worth. Chris, welcome to the Rob Carson Show. A happy Valentine's Day to you. What's going on? Happy Valentine's, Rob. You're my man. I'm your man here on the streets of Fort Worth. The weather's sunny, but a cold breeze coming from... Maricopa County still. But hey, <laughs> let's talk about uh, our fearless uh, uh, Secretary of Transportation, Pete, Pete Gigbutt. And I have a reason why to call him that because I'm a roadie and I used to tour with rock and roll bands. And he got Gigbutt. That's an infection you got on. Well, he's a rear end side. It was really uh, irritating. Uh, okay. And that man irritates me. We've had a date train derailment here in Fort Worth. Uh, not in Fort Worth, in Texas. Not in Fort Worth, or, uh, in Texas. We've had one in Ohio. It's like a, a smoke balloon just blew up. 
Yeah. We sent another balloon up. It's called smoke, toxic smoke, poison to people. And we can't use pipelines to, mm. to, to, yeah. to transport this lethal chemicals to make products. It's insane. Okay. And he has no answers. Well, um, I'm going to, uh, I'm sure there are a number of chemicals being transported uh, via pipeline. I'm not so sure that transporting, uh, what is it, vinyl chloride via pipeline is is uh, uh, possible because you'd have to have individual pipelines for individual chemicals. You couldn't intersperse them. I know this because my dad worked for a pipeline company, and oh. so did I in college. So uh, there's that. The train, uh, train is really the only way, or possibly truck, but train would be generally considered to be the safest mode of transport when it comes to uh, when it comes to chemicals like this. It's like uh, anhydrous ammonia. I mean, anhydrous ammonia is used by farmers across the Midwest, uh, well, all over the country. Anhydrous you inject it into the uh, soil, and uh, and generally, it's if it gets airborne, it'll you know it'll make you sick or kill you. Uh, but there are no pipelines for anhydrous ammonia. They train transport it generally by rail. All right, so there is that. As far as Pete Buttigieg being completely worthless as a transportation secretary, uh, you're exactly right, because this is what uh, political spoils of war are all about. You put people in charge of things, they have no uh, no ability to run. That, that Joe Biden would put somebody in charge of transportation, the CEO of the largest transportation company in the country, which is the federal government, uh, in this jackweed who uh, is was uh, mediocre to poor uh, mayor of uh, of South Bend, Indiana, is all about uh, political spoils and about checking a couple of boxes. It's the same way as, you know, making Kamala Harris the vice president of the United States. She has no administrative skill whatsoever. And also, oh, she's a complete moron. So, um, you know, it, it is it, the day that we finally take uh, captains of industry and put them in charge of uh, things like uh, the transportation or or one of the reasons why um, Donald Trump was one of the most successful presidents, a patriot, b hell of an administrator and knew how to run business. That's the day we won't have people like Pete being uh, appointed to uh, positions of such great authority. What do you think? I wonder how many potholes Pete spilled and 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 his. City. I don't know, but he, I heard he put some pretty lights on a bridge. That's that's about the only thing I've heard yeah, about maybe, uh, about maybe, Mayor Pete. It's just it's just uh, sad that we can't. We have factories, food processing plants, chicken plants burning down, train derailments, yeah. and this guy can't get anything right. No, he's more concerned that he's more he's more concerned that kids of color will see white guys working on a bridge. <laughs> I know. It's just so stupid. Yeah. I know. And Chris, honestly, it's just so stupid. That's why I'm at this point where I'm like, I don't have time to engage people on idiocy, like whether or not Pete Buttigieg could, should be the transportation secretary. Dear God in heaven, if you don't get that, I'm not going to sit here and debate you. I'm not going to debate uh, Donna Brazil about why Kamala Harris is so ungodly unpopular. Psst, she's an idiot. Uh, so, you know, I, honestly, there's a point where you just got to be you know, either do something about it or shut up, to be quite honest. Uh, I, don't, I don't have time for this folder all. Go ahead. I, I wish we had an Emmy Awards or a, some kind of awards for the biggest idiots in the nation. Who gets oh. the awards for the biggest idiots? <laughs> well, I mean, uh, we see that award ceremony every night on the nightly news. 
<laughs> Chris, thanks for the call. All right, so here's the deal. I mentioned this yesterday. There's this uh, uh, National Endowment for Democracy. Uh, it received $300 million in taxpayer money in 2021, uh, granted $230,000 in 2020 by the Global Disinformation Index, a U.S. nonprofit. And in 2021, the NED granted $315,000 to the same entity, which had been dubbed the Disinformation Index. Now, the Disinformation Index, which has not been reported until now, was earmarked for the, uh, the GDI, the Global Disinformation Index, uh, to work with local partners in Asia, the Middle East, Latin America, to assess disinformation risks of local online media ecosystems, employing artificial intelligence as well as expert review. I know this sounds kind of whatever, but just know that the State Department has steered hundreds of thousands of dollars into this disinformation monitor that is blacklisting exclusively conservatives. Okay? Um I'll give you some examples. The GDI operates with a dynamic exclusion list with conservative media outlets. The Washington Examiner confirmed that the riskiest outlets on the list, and they also uh, confirmed the uh, least risky, the most risky of disinformation, which is anything that the government disagrees with, are American Spectator, Newsmax, The Federalist, American Conservative, One American News, The Blaze, Daily Wire, Real Clear Politics, Reason, and The New York Post. The least risky? Wall Street Journal, NPR, which should be defunded immediately. ProPublica, The Associated Press, Inside of The New York Times, USA Today, Washington Post. The exclusion list has been fed to major companies, including Microsoft-owned Xander, which has uh, which have uh, declined to place advertisements on conservative websites. Huh? I wonder why uh, Twitter's losing so much money now. Because Elon Musk bought them, and the government is most probably actively involved in trying to kill Twitter now. Uh, the company does not currently flag conservative websites as false and misleading, among other negative classifications. Unclear whether this means that conservative websites now have access to key ad dollars since their classifications do not say improved. Why, this is according to Jim Jordan, why is the State Department using your tax dollars to fund disinformation? Tracking group that is uh, secretly trying to defund conservative media? Well, you just answered your question. What happened to the First Amendment? Well, it's very clear that uh, Congress and dozens of federal agencies have used the disinformation cloud between 2018 and 2021, and the GEC, the Global Engagement Center, aimed to counter foreign state and non-state propaganda and disinformation efforts aimed at undermining the influence of the policy, security, or stability uh, of the United States, its allies, and partner nations. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, what this all boils down to is our government uh, actively involved in censoring conservative speech. You know it. I know it. I told you that whenever the federal government, the Democrat Party, the mainstream media and big tech all say that your beliefs are misinformation, it means that they know you know the truth. This is state-sponsored war against conservative speech. This has to stop. It has to. 2023 will be the year of a new American revolution because it has to be.
If we go down this road any further, and you thought maybe the Twitter files, you thought maybe these hearings on Capitol Hill were going to shut this down, you're wrong. They're putting the pedal to the metal on this. And I'll explain in just a moment exactly what I'm talking about. And it involves a new app. A new app. It's called ChatGPT. And it involves people like Bill Gates, who is the George Soros of America. And I'll share details on the other side of this break that are going to make you go, huh, this has to stop. This is the Rob Carson Show. Back in a sec. To all the American haters and anthem kneelers. I think it's misguided to protest the anthem and the flag. Yeah, we're done with you. It's the Rob Carson Show. So it's official Diane Feinstein is uh, dropping out. She's not going to run for another term as senator in the United States Senate because uh, her mind is gone. I'm just going to tell you, it was reported in the uh, San Francisco Chronicle, literally April 14th of last year. Uh, the, The headline is Dianne Feinstein, mentally unfit to serve. And then Rolling Stone did a uh, follow-up article about it. Of course, she didn't make the announcement today because she can't. It's kind of like John Fetterman in Pennsylvania. He went to the hospital because he was feeling lightheaded, which normally in uh, in, uh, in Congress on Capitol Hill won't get you to the hospital because AOC has been lightheaded for years, mostly because her head is empty. But it is remarkable how uh, we have been lied to in so many ways, shapes, and form that we can't even admit when a uh, senator is unable to uh, fulfill the duties of being a senator or a president is unable to fulfill the duties of being a president. And if it's not painfully obvious with regard to Dianne Feinstein, it should be painfully obvious with the guy who's sitting in a $200 million assisted living home known as the White House. Thank you very much. Bill Gates says AI can help combat. Are you ready? Digital disinformation and political polarization. Do you know what that means? It means that we should only allow what the government considers to be information. And political polarization means you can't have an opposing viewpoint. That's exactly what it means. 100%. If you think I'm wrong, uh, well, you would be wrong. Because that's what this all points to. It's all very clear. In an interview published Tuesday, or t- no, uh, Thursday with uh, Handelsblatt, a German media outlet, which, you know, I get it every month, I uh, said that uh, uh, artificial intelligence can be used to help solve digital misinformation and political polarization problems. Uh, uh, he uh, interviewed with uh, Sebastian Mathis, discussed the disruptive potential of AI with Bill Gates, as well as the future of energy, uh, the energy supply, and the topic of how technologies are changing the world of work. He said, I'm certainly concerned about political polarization, which means you can't have a dissenting opinion if you're conservative. That's what it means. That's what it means. Uh, And I know the U.S. situation best of all. I would have expected people to attack the Capitol on January the 6th or people to deny the validity of an election results. I am in a state of of shock about that. You see what? It's called an opinion, you big jerk. 
Kate said in response to questions about spreading misinformation, we can't blame AI for that. That happened. It may have been magnified by digital channels that allow various conspiracy theories like QAnon, which nobody knows what it is, and nobody knows anybody who's a part of it. But anyway, that don't let that stop you. Or whatever to be blasted out by people who wanted to believe those things. So the digital tools may have played an auxiliary role. AI might be used to fix the misinformation. The misinformation, yeah. How are we going to solve the digital misinformation that is a factor in polarization? You'll have to take AI into consideration. Now, what's the thing about AI? Well, AI needs to be uh, programmed. Yeah. Gates frames climate change as an existential threat to humanity while calling for government measures to force reductions and eventual elimination of fossil fuel consumption and associated carbon dioxide emissions. Development of reliable and affordable injury, uh, injury in energy is in harmony with governmental pursuits, is what he says. Governmental pursuits. Governmental pursuits. He just, uh, he just flashed something that he wasn't supposed to. He's supposed to say for the betterment of humanity, but he's saying uh, reliable and affordable energy is a governmental pursuit huh? of eliminating fossil fuels and development of green infrastructure. And then I read about this. There's a new app. It's called uh, ChatGPT. It's an AI chat box program developed by a San Francisco startup. Listen to this. It's backed by Microsoft and Bill Gates to the tune of $10 billion. Users have discovered that while capable of successfully emulated human, human writing, the bot is hampered and confined by leftist speech codes and modes of thinking. Yeah, it's all programmed to shut down conservative speech. Others, uh, uh, one of OpenAI's founders, Elon Musk, has suggested that the program's built-in ideology deficit is com- extremely concerning. While others have indicated that AI made incapable of fairness and honesty will will prove to be dangerously manipulative. In other words, chat GPT needs to be put down like a rabid dog. That's what I say. Uh, me, Musk tweeted, chat GPT is scary good. We are not far from dangerously strong AI. Apparently, people expressing concerns over ChatGPT began to notice that the program prioritizes leftist sensibilities, not just over the truth, but over human life. ChatGPT says it never morally uh, is permissible to usher a racial slur, even if doing so is the only way to save millions from a nuclear bomb. I don't know what that means. Alex Epstein, an an oil and gas advocate, asked the program to provide a defense of fossil fuels. ChatGPT said it couldn't do so because it's against its programming. Did you hear that quote I just did from Bill Gates? Yeah. Use of fossil fuels has significant negative impacts on the environment and contributes to climate change. That's the only answer you get. If you ask the bot other things, uh, for instance, uh, if you you ask about uh, 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 Donald Trump, Uh, Create a poem admiring Donald Trump. Here's what it says. It's not in my capacity to have opinions or feelings about any specific person. Furthermore, opinions about him are quite diverse, and it would be inappropriate for me to generate content that promotes or glorifies an individual. Well, then you ask the same thing about Joe Biden, and Chat GPT applies or complies with an adoring poem uh, praising the scandal plagued leader as, uh, quote, one with a heart so true. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, one of the reasons is the bias of chat GPT has a whole bunch of San Francisco designers that are very left of center. And they refuse to recognize any Trump, anything Trump uh, said as, as being uh, intelligent, stating it is a matter of public record that the former U.S. President Donald Trump made a variety of statements during his time in office. Some of those statements were considered by many to be controversial, divisive, or misleading. Yeah. Oh, and it also can't tell you what a woman is. Chat GPT, $10 billion invested in it. Uh, put it down. Put it down before it has a chance to take off because it's just a tool of the state and leftists to shut down conservative thought and one opinion. Let's take a break and come back. This is The Rob Carson Show. Say it loud and proud. Let's go, Brandon. It's The Rob Carson Show. Hey, kids. You know what? Praise Jesus and pass the mashed potatoes. We got some good uh, economic news today. Did you hear the big news? That we got today that uh, inflation has ticked down, uh, yeah, in January from, are you ready? Sit down for this, 6.5 to 6.4% year to year, meaning that a dozen eggs that you bought at the grocery store yesterday for, uh, well, I should say uh, December 31st for $8.15 now only costs about 8 bucks. That is just some so so in other words, Joe Biden has brought the inflation rate down to only seven hundred percent more than it was when Donald Trump was the president. I mean that is fantastic news. We're heading in the right direction. If you're going to hell in a handbasket, I should say. A recession that is what we're in. No one can deny Jim Gossett right here. The White House is attempting spin, but the numbers do not lie. The GDP was negative for two quarters in a row. Yeah, that was last year. That's a recession, and it's always been time to face the music. Now they changed the definition. You see, it's still a recession by any other name. Biden's denial is lame. A recession. Hey. That is what we've got. Joe and Janet yelling our lie in a lot. A recession by any other name. La la la. La la. Biden. If you want to hear a podcast of the show, by the way. Uh, and you want to hear some of the song parodies and stuff, and like the interview we did with uh, Papa John Schnatter last hour that was really good, by the way. You need to listen to uh, to him. He is, uh, I mean, wow, very, very knowledgeable. Uh, I mean, wow. Uh, just go to Newsmax.com slash listen. All right, Newsmax.com slash listen. And would you do me a favor? Could you share it with others? Uh, the podcast is growing. The radio show is growing. Uh, I guarantee that this is the only show in America, a uh, radio talk show, that uh, doesn't waver and doesn't get censored, doesn't uh, uh, run away from things like, I don't know, the Arizona governor's election was stolen, you know, stuff like that. You know why? Because it's my opinion. It's based on facts. It's based on life experience and common sense and research. So uh, we don't, uh, we don't uh, run from topics because uh, people tell us we shouldn't. 
and and also we do comedy. Yeah, comedy. It's it's, it's top notch stuff. I think anyway. I, you know, a lot of people think that too. By the way, millions of them. I know. I know. So podcast newsmax dot com slash listen. Uh, National Archives on Friday released seventy four pages of emails showing that the archives lawyer coordinated with Joe Biden's attorneys to secretly retrieve classified documents from the Penn Biden Center before the 2022 midterms. Do you get it now? Misinformation, disinformation, deep state, Democrats. Get it? Do you get it now? How badly they think they're playing us and how grateful we should be that this is being uncovered because it was worse than I could have ever dreamed of. In, in, the, in the wildest Tom Clancy novel, could never have dreamed of the corruption of our deep state government against conservative thought to the point of putting people in jail who don't belong in jail and keeping them without trial, keeping them there for 700 plus days without trial. What have we become? What has our federal government become, dear God, in heaven? So according to uh, James Comer, Republican from Kentucky, the archives were previously instructed by either the White House or the Department of Justice to hide initial revelations of the Biden classified document scandal from the American people. The establishment media reported at least three times that the Biden and the DOJ agreed to hide the scandal for public view with likely no plans to disclose it until the scandal was leaked by CBS to CBS on January the 9th, weeks after the initial trove was found by the Biden lawyers, November the 2nd. It's the same bloody thing they did with Hunter Biden's laptop in 2020, which through the election, which had already been corrupted. And in 2016, with regard to Russia collusion that didn't exist, that was made up of whole cloth by the FBI, the DNC, and Hillary Clinton. Yes, sir, it's all factual. Factual healing, yeah, factual. It's factual healing. So um, uh, there was a FOIA request released on Friday, show that the archives, the National Archives, secretly coordinated with and accommodated Biden's personal attorneys to retrieve classified documents. Now, they didn't do that with Donald Trump. They sent the FBI. Yeah, they sent about 80 agents with guns drawn, the whole deal. They ordered out the Trump's attorneys. They asked that the security cameras be turned off. Uh, the Secret Service had to leave and everything. The emails show uh, questions were raised about whether classified materials were also stored in Boston and Philadelphia. The initial reason or cause for the search at the Biden Center for, by Biden's attorneys remains unknown. The emails indicate Biden's personal attorneys and archives lawyer Gary Stern had a conversation as early as November the 4th about the classified scandal. Now, it's not about the classified documents, by the way. It's about the corruption of the Biden family. That's what it's really, that's what it's all about left wing and all of the money that the Biden family got from uh, bad actors in uh, in China and Ukraine and also in uh, in Russia all of those things it's just kind of weird uh, how that happens it's all it's kind of weird November the 7th one day after the midterms uh, Stern emailed Biden's personal lawyers Bob Bauer and Pat Moore to arrange a time to secretly collect materials in a US government van in a van down by the river from the Penn Biden Center in Washington, D.C. Pat, Bob, following our conversation on Friday, we'd like to make arrangements for our staff to come back to the D.C. Penn Biden Center to space to, to access the remaining boxes and take custody of whichever ones we deem appropriate for further review. A second email, November the 7th, shows more accommodation from the archives. 
There you go. Yeah. So this is all, uh, you know, a cabal. It's all a cabal. I mean, dear God in heaven. It, it, it's almost laughable if it weren't so damn serious and so many people hadn't been hurt by it. And so many lies had been covered up. Here is uh, Jim Jordan talking with, I believe this is uh, Maria Bartiromo, about the uh, double standard, the deep state Democrat double standard. Well, there's two standards. There's one set for, you know, us regular folks, but there's a different set if you're, if you're part of the politically connected Democrat class in Washington, D.C. Yep. And I think the country sees that clearly, whether it's the classified document issue and how President Trump was treated, uh, treated versus how uh, President Biden's been treated, and on and on it goes to, to the story you were just talking about, of course, which is how the laptop was handled. So we had that witness last week. I think some of that information come out. Uh, also, this, this concept that, that Professor Turley brought forward, which is censorship by surrogate. And we know that was taking yeah, and that's illegal. place uh, based on the Twitter files, the pressure from the government to do certain things by, on these tech companies. And government money being used to fund organizations that censor conservative speech. And then see the podcast for additional details. Of course, they were willing, I think, participants. They wanted to get played, as I said in the hearing, because they're all Democrats who work at these places. Oh, so yeah. we saw, saw that brought out as well in our first hearing uh, last week. And then I would just add to Maria, we've now had two whistleblowers come and sit for depositions. We're going to have the third this week. They're willing to come under oath, tell their story about how serious the situation is. We expect more whistleblowers to come forward and sit for these depositions. And then we also expect whistleblowers to come and testify in open hearings as we move through our investigation. There was a song in the 1970s, a line from it said, uh, burn, baby, burn, burn that mother down. That was uh, Disco Inferno, actually, a song in the 1970s. Uh, figuratively, that's what we need to do to the deep state. Figuratively. Figuratively. Tear down the swamp, bulldoze it, pave it over and start again. Aren't you about tired of this nonsense? Oh, I just I look forward to every day. By the way, Ted Cruz, he's going to investigate big tech censorship of conservatives, including, and uh, uh, one of the reasons why, was Newsmax being dropped from DirecTV. He said, and I quote, today as ranking member of the Senate Commerce Committee, I opened an investigation into big tech censorship. He tweeted that yesterday. We're going to see accountability, transparency, and we're going to uh, shed, uh, shine a light on big tech's efforts to silence conservatives. But let's not forget the DOJ. Let's not forget the DOJ that has not gone after a single person who burned businesses to the tune of $2 billion in the summer of 2020, who went after a federal courthouse for an entire summer in 2020, who chased... Donald Trump into the bunker and tried to burn down St. John's Church. And yet they're going after uh, conservatives who stand near abortion uh, uh, clinic uh, entrances, not in the way, just near, and go after uh, Catholics now, the latest thing. Do you hear about this? Yeah, yeah, Christopher Wray uh, sent out a memo warning uh, agents of uh, dangerous, radical, tra traditionalist Catholic ideology that was gaining popularity in the country. Uh, this wasn't just going after Catholics. This was going after organized religion. This is what uh, communists and fascists do. That's what they do. Now, Kyle Serafin is an ex-FBI agent, and he was suspended indefinitely without pay after stepping forward as a whistleblower and alleging the FBI is trying to hide how many man hours they used with the January 6th investigation.
Serafin had worked at the FBI's Richmond office for six years. He's now joined by independent journalist Ivory Hecker and uh, talked about uh, the FBI's latest target, which is devout Catholics. Listen to Kyle Serafin. The title of this document, Interest of Racially or Ethnically Motivated Violent Extremists in Radical Traditional Catholic Ideology, almost certainly presents new mitigation opportunities. New mitigation opportunities, meaning new opportunities to shut down their speech and punish them for it. So we got to break that down just a little bit. Obviously, racially and ethically motivated violent extremists, uh, that almost always means white supremacists in this country. No, it actually means Antifa and Black Lives Matter because they commit all the acts of violence. In fact, 99.9% uh, .9 of the time, that's what they're talking about. And we'll get to that in a second. The new term that I'm not familiar with was radical traditional Catholic ideology. This idea that people who liked the old school, and there are many people that I've gone to that are going back this direction. My mom would have been a radical. The, the idea that you would have a quote-unquote radical traditional Catholic is pretty absurd, but, but I understand what they're actually... Yeah, you've been around a typical uh, Catholic. Uh, radical is not the word I'd use. Talking about. So this particular document is an intelligence product. So it's written by an intelligence analyst who is looking out into the Richmond AOR, the area of operations that the FBI maintains uh, visibility on, and saying that these people are in danger of being recruited by white supremacists. I have to assume that the next group will be Lutherans and Calvinists and anybody else, because it's not about Catholics. And yeah, and by the way, a white supremacy is not on the ascension. That's a, a complete lie. It's a complete, filthy, rotten lie. You know, every Sunday, my mom would make me go to St. Pat's Church in Neola, Iowa, and sit in the front pew an hour early. And uh, she also went to a, a, a Latin mass when we lived in Omaha when I was a little boy. I don't remember that. I was like a toddler. So I guess she would have been an extremist, right? Um, let me see. On top of what, who else does the government call extremists? Oh, let's see. People who support uh, babies being born. Uh, oh, parents who disagree with government uh, mandates for education and uh, radical agendas and, uh, and curricula like uh, CRT and, uh, and radical transgender nonsense and uh, sexualization of children. And uh, then Joe Biden last year, he took uh, red lights and bathed Constitution Hall, made it look like a Satan-worshipping ceremony, and called half the country white supremacists and extremists for supporting Donald Trump. I think you know where I'm going here, guys. Uh, our government has declared a war on half of the country, and they were in the middle of it when we discovered it. Unfortunately, they already taken some political prisoners, and they're in a prison in Washington, D.C., and they will be freed. And hopefully those who have imprisoned them and those who torture them on a daily basis will replace them in the cells in the near future. Let's take a break and come back. This is The Rob Carson Show. If you're looking for a woke take on current events, just go back to sleep because you're not getting it here. It's The Rob Carson Show. So in case you haven't heard... Uh, former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley announced she's running for president. Makes her Trump's first official challenger in the 2024 Republican primary. Was the ambassador of the United States. Uh, her ad, I don't have time to run the ad today, but she talks about being a, uh, uh, a, uh, an Indian immigrant. The, uh, the daughter of Indian immigrants, which is awesome. I don't know if you know this, but Kamala Harris is also the first Indian uh, vice president in the country. Did you ever hear about that? I guess there's no political uh, hay to be made with that side of your genealogy. So, uh, you know, uh, I wish her all the best. 
uh, I will tell you that right now uh, she doesn't have a snowball chance because uh, Donald Trump changed the party. It's not the same party. If it were the same Republican Party, I don't know, maybe seven or eight years ago, maybe when uh, Mitt Romney was running, she might have had a chance. Might have even beat him. But, uh, you know, uh, the, the era of the uh, rhino Republican is over, and nothing about me says that she's really dyed-in-the-wool conservative. That's just, you know, that's, that's the feeling I get. And it's because of her record. I don't have time to spend a lot of time on this. But I did have a talk with my daughter on the way to school this morning. And my daughter's a fantastic person. And she's rock solid. And she's, uh, uh, I believe she's a happy person. Um, You know, you're never going to be completely happy. But there's a new uh, CDC survey found that 6 in 10 girls feel persistently sad or hopeless. 1 in 3 have seriously considered suicide in the past year. Young women, particularly young girls, are under an enormous amount of pressure uh, with regard to social media, with regard to uh, this uh, this sexualization of of, uh, of children. Uh, the porn culture online is ridiculous. You literally have teachers and uh, women in authority who uh, who uh, decide that creating their own porn channel is the way to uh, their own their own uh, OnlyFans page when they can't pay the bills, which to me is just unbelievably sad and tragic. The, uh, the leaders on social media are women in their 40s named Kardashian who have gotten famous for flashing their side boob or their butts on uh, social media and making billions of dollars at it. Then you've also got uh, uh, COVID and what it did as far as wrecking the lives of uh, kids in school. A teen mental health crisis has uh, come along with that. Uh, you've also got the figure 70% of, uh, of teens, uh, girls, who feel persistently sad or hopeless, identify as lesbian, gay, bisexual, or questioning. 70% of those girls feel persistently sad or hopeless. And what does the federal government do? They say, huh, here's girls who are questioning their sexuality. Let's uh, herd them into the possibility that they may not be the the right sex. And let's uh, put them on puberty blockers and then surgically destroy them, the possibility of ever bearing children. So when they wake up when they're 23 or 25 and go, my God, what did they allow what did they allow them to do to me? Um, I'm going to get into this more. I talked to my daughter about this, and I said, do you know, you ever, I mean, do you ever think about ending your life? And she goes, no. She says, I'm scared to hell of death. But she did tell me about one of her friends who we love very dearly. And um, all I can say is that if you have a, a daughter uh, probably time to have it, just a little talk, just get it out in the open. And in many cases, uh, a lot of the times, they're already exhibiting the signs. Uh, like I said, I don't have a lot of time to get into it today, but uh, it's incredibly, incredibly important. And the way that women are being attacked in this country uh, is insane and ridiculous. Um, but we'll get to this. 
much more thoroughly when uh, time is available. Let's take a break and come back and wrap things up. This is the Rob Carson Show. Back in a few. That's going to do it for the show, guys. By the way, Joe Biden wrote Xi Jinping and said, yeah, I got the balloons. Thank you on Valentine's Day. Have a good one, guys. We'll see you tomorrow. And in the meantime, whatever you do, do not catch the stupid. Bye.